Hello, and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris. I'm Lindsay. And today we have a guest. I'm Ashley. (laughs) Hi, Ashley. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And how are you holding up? Me? (laughs) Um... Oh gosh, I wasn't ready for this question. How did that happen? <laughs> um, I am. I've been good mm-hmm. until I wasn't, um, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, the first time in a long time where when you know where I haven't been good. So I am undecided right now on how I am. I guess <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. completely fair. That's pretty much me on a daily basis, I think, at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chris, how are you holding up? Because if you guys have been tuned in the last couple episodes, Chris has been trying out some new um, dosages and meds. He was real low for a while, and right now he is smiling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie last night. Woo! So I've been, yeah, I've been looking forward to that for like a year and a half. Uh, also, you know, as many years as I've been alive. But anyway, um, I also think that the meds are definitely helping. Um, I started my full dosage because they had a, a wind-up period. Uh, the first four days I had to take half a dose. Mm. And then the past two days, or I should say yesterday and today, has been a full dose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little wired, like wired. Uh, definitely a little more energetic, a little more kind of feeling it. Good. Uh, but I have also been noticing the fun, like, space out times tend to kind of go faster. And you were nauseous. I was also nauseous. But that was mostly because I didn't eat. With your meds? Are you with supposed to? Meds. Yeah. Chris. I know. I, I, I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> I slept in and I couldn't make toast. Uh, Lindsay, how are you holding up? I'm feeling very loved. I had a great uh, evening last night with Chris yeah. and a bunch of friends and my boyfriend. And we went to the movies and it just felt so lovely to be surrounded by people who cared about me. And you can just have a good time and you don't have to worry about like, I have to act a certain way or it's like we're all so nerdy and cute and like all adore each other. So it just felt safe and nice. So I feel pretty good. Yeah. Kind of sleepy. How you want to feel around friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So this week, uh, Ashley, you are actually uh, a listener. Yeah, I started listening to the show a couple episodes in, I think. I know I binged it for a little bit, so there must have been a couple episodes. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> um, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard anything like it, or uh, I think I heard it from... Like an ad on Scare You to Sleep. Yeah. I think that was how I came across it. And I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. Thanks, Shelby. Yeah. So I uh, I went, and I've actually been on Scare You to Sleep as well. Um, that's, that's if you right. guys haven't listened to Scare You to Sleep, it's an awesome experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Shelby reads little, little stories that people send in kind Spooky of an stories. ASMR yeah. experience mm-hmm. yeah she's been getting really really into her uh her like sound effects and everything yeah. it's been videos. oh my god it's been amazing to watch yeah. that evolve 
So, and you're also uh, from out of the country. Yeah, I'm from Denmark, so I'm very far away usually. Yes. Isn't her voice amazing? She has no accent. <laughs> oh no, don't make people listen for it. <laughs> you will hear it. Um, and I will pause at some point and like be like, I don't know what that word is or <laughs> something like that. But yeah. You, you will be fine. I so, hope so. So what is your first language? <laughs> My first language is Danish. Mm-hmm. And then I speak English and German. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And tell us a little bit about yourself. So, yeah, I'm 24, born and raised in Denmark, uh, lived in LA for a little bit. I'm going to move to Vancouver this summer mm-hmm. um, to do some schoolwork. I am in vet school, my fifth year. I think <laughs> something like that. Um, and uh, I have probably suffered from depression my entire life, but not known it. Yeah. Um, was diagnosed at the age of 14, um, but didn't really do anything about it. Come from a rough, well, I come from a very, I want to call it affluent family, um, where you know, you couldn't really talk about that stuff. Mm. And there was a lot of, you know, there's something wrong with you and people can't find out. So get your shit together. Keep it quiet. Mm Yeah. Um, don't tell anyone. Um, and just, um, my dad's an alcoholic. He just had a stroke a couple weeks ago and, um, has been a lot better since, you know, he had to stop drinking so that's been helpful in our relationship already, even just a couple of weeks in. And um, my mom's mentally ill, but I don't know what she has because yeah. she will not tell anyone. Wanna... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I can't, but um, I can't say anything about that. But she, it was rough growing up with her. So yeah, yeah. Was it, was there mood swings involved? Is that kind oh of yeah, okay. <laughs> and a lot of um, you don't do as I say because something's wrong with you and not because there's anything wrong with my parenting. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. That sounds familiar. And mm-hmm. a lot of blaming me for, like, being bullied in school and that kind of stuff. Oh, like, man. If you just acted better, they wouldn't bully you. Would, yeah. Whereas, blaming you. Yeah, That's exactly. Sweet. Yeah, and I was acting out in school because I yeah. didn't feel safe at home. Of course. So, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I've never been on medication um, but I do suffer from anxiety, stress, and at some point, severe depression. It, I don't feel like I have it anymore. <laughs> um, Good. Um, yeah, I do feel like I moved on for a long time. Wonderful. I've had the, I uh, had a rough breakup with an ex and then shed the best 200 pounds of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, since then, it was... Things were actually really good. And then, you know, I've had a really rough month with my dad and, like, a bunch of other stuff has happened. Um, Some uh, boy problems, Mm -hmm. like always. There's always a guy, isn't there? Right. Um, (laughs) It's uh, interesting to learn, relearn how to appropriately process anger and sadness when you're not depressed. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and if you've yeah. been raised in a situation that that wasn't like taught to you, like mm-hmm. re being like, okay, I can be sad, doesn't mean that I'm going into a depression. Now, how do I do this? How yeah. do I go through these stages? And yeah. I think the big point for me, like the big change that happened in me, which I feel like I actually was in control over, was instead of thinking as like of everything that I went through as, 
oh my god, so much stuff happened to me, I can't handle another thing. I started thinking about it as, I've gone through all this crap since, you know, since I was a little kid, and I'm still here, I'm still smiling, for some reason, God knows how, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm still smiling, I can get through anything, because I got through all that, and no matter what it is right now, I've gotten through everything else, Mm -hmm. and it's unlikely to be as bad as what I've been through. Um, So it's kind of cool because you switched it from almost a victim mentality to this, like, super badass, I'm a superhero. Yeah, Yeah, because, like, so much, you know, bad stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, like, whether, you know, people around you are going to get sick or they're going to die, and that's horrible, and you can't control it, you can't do anything about it in any way, shape, or form, and... But you can change how you think about it. But it does take a lot. It takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it sounds kind of easy. Um, but it isn't yeah. always. And we yeah. all kind of have to figure our own way around logicing <laughs> exactly. ourselves back into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So did you feel, when did you start feeling the, um, let me think, how to say where this, like, when did you sort of take healing and your depression, everything in stride and start to really take control? When I broke up with my ex. How long ago? Um, We were together for five years, met in high school, broke up at 22. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought he was the love of my life. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, As so many of us do when we fall in love young. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Similar story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he started, he started university and completely changed. Like he was not the same person anymore. Because he was drinking every single Maybe not every single day, but at least four times a week. Too much. Yeah, and when he'd meet up with someone and they'd have, you know, one drink, he'd have ten. And Mm. he would go home and lie to me, and I took... That's when I really crashed and burned. Um, Because, you know, every... Like, he'd been, like, my rock, and all of a sudden that person didn't exist anymore. And um, it ended up with us splitting up, and that was, like, sadly, one of the best decisions of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even totally mine. Um... But after that, I was just like, I've been sad for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm so over it. And then I took a trip to Vancouver, met some amazing people who had no reason, like, there was no reason for them to like me or hang out with me, except they wanted to. And I, you know, came across the earth knowing no one there <laughs> and mm-hmm. still you know, made friends. Vancouver is the place to make friends too. Like everyone's so <laughs> friendly. Um, and that was a big deal to me to like, cause when I moved to LA, I was, someone was waiting for me. I wasn't alone in the same way. It was through, um, school. So like people were picking me up at the airport. I didn't have to worry about all of that stuff. Whereas, going to Vancouver, I didn't know anyone. I didn't even know. So you like, went by yourself for like I an just, adventure? Yeah, or? exactly. Wow. And it was best decision I've ever made for myself. And it was, I don't know, like I planned it like a month ahead. Like I was so excited to go. Um, it's the most beautiful place I've ever been to. Uh, like just so getting out pretty. and realizing that like yeah. people are going to like me. And yeah. it's not all like I'm not. Un- I think we have depression sometimes you tell yourself. I'm unlikable, there's something seriously wrong with me, like, I'm just a burden. Yeah. And so then when people are like, oh, well, like, you should come out with us, or hey, oh my gosh, like, I was thinking about you, are like, oh my god, these people, they 
like me. Yeah. Especially, especially in your formative years when you have oh, such yeah. a long-standing relationship. Like, yeah. that in and of itself, it changes who you are. Yeah. Because you've thought for so long that your existence depends on their existence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that isn't the case at all. Nope. Which does lead us to uh, a bit of the topic uh, more at hand, uh, school and depression. Oh, yeah. Um, I... That was the other thing, because I'm in vet school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a veterinarian soon. And all people are the best people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I try to be. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Um, I was prepared for it to be hard. I was not prepared for how hard it was. Yeah. Um, when you're in, I had a stress-induced ulcer, mm-hmm. um, which I'm still battling. I'm now on medication for that, and it's under control. But, like, I gained 20 pounds. I was like, what's going on here? Because I was just hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, an ulcer can feel like you're... It's different for some people. But for me, it was like, I'm hungry, and I'm starving, I'm going to die, but I had, you know, I had breakfast two hours ago, so I shouldn't be hungry, but it just I didn't know same that was a burning thing. sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would go away if I ate just a little bit and then it would come back because, oh, yeah. you know, the acid would kind of just attack the stomach instead, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you, you heal from that? Like, did it just go away by itself? Um, you take, uh, I am taking, I'm probably butchering this in English, but pantoprazole. Okay. Um, I take 80 milligrams, so usually it's 20 to 40. Is it like an antacid? Or? Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I've been on that since, you're not supposed to be on it for a long time, at least not you know, that kind of dose, but I, they're telling me I'm going to have to be on it. So I'm done with school. So that's great. So (laughs) do you live on campus or are you? No, I'm lucky enough that my dad kind of left me a house. Okay. Um, which I live in, I've lived in, I've lived pretty much on my own since I was 12. Mm -hmm. Um, but my brother moved in, he's a younger brother. He's a year and a half younger. He moved in, moved in with me four years ago, I think. So it's just the two of us now and we get along really well. He also has some stuff. Yeah. He, (laughs) he's more on the anxiety side of things, Mm. Um, but he's, he's on medication and is doing really well and, and we balanced each other out pretty well. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good support system. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So we've, you know, we've had fights in the past, but right now we're really good. So that's great. Awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So in university, what were how did it kind of creep up on you? Or was it like right away where you're like, oh my God? Uh, it, I think I realized it when I took my first round of finals. Because in vet school in Denmark, you have nine weeks of taking a course, usually four at a, uh, two to four at a time. And then you do, you know, you take a final for each of them. And then, you know, that's over and done with once you've done that. Um, and I did that and I ho- I've always done pretty well in school. Like I was never top of the class, but I've always been, you know, decent. And then I failed my first two finals and I was like out of four, but still it was like, and you had studied. Yeah, I have homework. studied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel, <laughs> I felt like I'd worked harder than I had, you know, ever done in high school. So it was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what's going on? This isn't fair. Um, and that was just such a, like a smack blow. in the face. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge blow. Or like, I was like, I don't know how to, how, what am I supposed to do? Um, and then I, 
vet school in Denmark, no one really gets through without failing something. Mm. But to have it be two of my first finals That's ever rough. was, yeah, that was a lot. And it's just generally, like, especially further into school with, um, like, we would have eight, eight to noon uh, lectures and then an hour break to eat and get to a different hospital and then we'd be there from one to five and then get home I'm home at like maybe seven Ooh. and then having to prepare for a final and like school is just it's so rough and it's hard to keep your head straight in it and it's really just doing one day at a time and actually showing up um for me was important because I felt like if nothing else at least I did that and I listened to the lectures um, college was really hard for me. I remember mm-hmm. it was hard for me to, it was good when I was living at the dorms cause I was just right there and I mm-hmm. could walk. But once I moved to another, um, I moved to an apartment and like getting out of my house, getting into a car, driving to somewhere new, finding parking for whatever reason that was yeah. so hard for me. I think I started getting agoraphobia around that time. Yeah. But, like leaving the house was so stressful and freaky. I'd have to pull over and like have a panic attack. Yeah. So I just, I, I wasn't able to keep showing up. So, and I've, I've since then like gone back to school off and on and had different issues come up. And it's so frustrating when you pour so much time and energy into something and then your grades don't reflect how yeah. hard you're working. And if you're also dealing with depression and anxiety yeah. Like, it's a whole other thing, and you feel like you're underwater and everybody else is, like, yeah. well, everyone else is doing fine. Why can't I do yeah. it? Also, vet school in Denmark is, like, half of half of the people come in, you know, get in and accepted just for having really good grades, and the other half is, like, me. We take a test, and then mm-hmm. we do an interview, and then we get let get in. Yeah. Um, so, like, all the people who got accepted for really good grades were obviously doing a lot better because they had to study down. They knew exactly what they How'd were do doing. It? Yeah. Exactly. And the rest of us were like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Uh, Is it, there kind of like a sink or swim mentality or are you guys uh, generally supportive of one another? Oh, no, no, no. It's very competitive. Okay. Yes, yeah. because that's yeah. hard. Yeah. In my experience, when I was in culinary school, I went mm-hmm. to culinary school when I was about 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also working full time, so I was yeah. working 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., going home, sleeping for two hours, going to school from noon until six, basically, yeah. and then no no break in there, just yeah. solid six hours, and then driving home, getting home by about eight, and then doing whatever I needed to do homework-wise or socializing or yeah. anything, and then just go right back to work and continue that pattern. Yeah. I did that for about eight months before I finally just That's had brutal. a full-on, like, almost hallucinogenic nervous breakdown. Yeah. Because... Well, you, I, have, like, you have to get sleep. You have yeah. to get sleep. And when you're you learning something new like mm-hmm. that, you, your brain needs that mm-hmm. sleep to repair. The best part was I got... It was the week of the final, and I got sick. Oh, and it's yeah. like you can't be sick in culinary school they f- they flat out will just be like are you sick you go home right now these yeah. people are trying to cook things yeah uh but i the, the final that we had to do is we had to bake a three-tier wedding cake by ourselves i love cake in yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> she's like i love cake and i'm like oh my god that's a lot of cake <laughs> i mean i'll was, eat it all i'll take it it's a lot like of a party to me <laughs> yeah it's yeah. good. It's a good lot of cake, but yeah. uh, it was it was that thing where I was sick the one day, and then I came back. All my all of the other classmates had all of their cake done, and they were on the decoration, and I had to do both in that. that one day. Oh gosh! And I just went and I turned to the chef instructor. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I I, I I'm out. Yeah. I'm out east. Yeah. yeah. Later. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. 
Bye. And that's also like cause such like that's one day, yeah. but it messes up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, crashed and burned. Um, actually, that was only a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had like a, a depressive episode that lasted about a month um, because they changed some rules and basically. I, if I didn't pass this one final, which was a really hard one where I was in school from eight till seven every day. Oh my God. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you don't get, we don't have a study break. Mm. So it's straight on to the final. And um, I was just like, I, I can't, I, I can't do it. And I did end up taking the final knowing that if I didn't pass, I wouldn't be allowed to continue on the next course, which would set me back, which would mean I would end up on the Right, the year below me and th- that would be like a whole new set of problems because that year was already full and oh it was so stressful and I was so stressed out I could not study I couldn't Your brain do it. just couldn't I couldn't do it mm-hmm. I couldn't I would I would lie down and I'd cry for yeah. an hour mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, okay, you know what? You're going to, you know, now you're going to watch one episode of a show and you're going to feel Try better. Like talk yourself. Exactly. Into... And it would just not happen. And it would, it was like that for, that was a double course. So it was 18 weeks. Um, and I just, I couldn't do it. So I ended up failing and being delayed and had a month off. And that month was amazing. Cause I, you know, I got back to knowing myself again and uh, could study on my own t- time without having to go to school. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Took it again, passed, and everything's good, but I am now on the year below me. Um, but because we were the first year where they changed the rules and it's wouldn't accept... A... Yes, yeah, so they wouldn't... No, no, no. Because they were like, this year is now really full because we messed up and had a bunch of people... Hold, you know, we had, a, we had to hold a bunch of people back. Um, so uh, if you'll plan something somewhere else, we'll pay for it. <gasps> So they are now sending me to Vancouver with, like, everything paid for um, at an internship there. That's nice. Yeah. So it worked out for the better, but I was, it was a really rough uh, little bit. Um. Yeah, no kidding. I yeah. think especially, at least from, from my experience, when I was going to college, and I had a lot of self-loathing when I went mm-hmm. to college. I had gone through a pretty abusive situation in high school with a family member, and then into an abusive relationship romantically and then I went into college so it was almost like when something didn't work out well in the classes I would hate myself so much that I would like punish myself emotionally and so I just wasn't it was like this cycle and I think one of the most important things you can learn in in college is or those life lessons of how to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. how to sleep how to eat how to let go like maybe you're not gonna you're gonna have to go back a year and maybe it'll work out yeah it'll be fine it'll be okay Um, and I, I, I went, I was a year in, um, when I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. Uh, it's too much. It's too hard. I'm not sleeping. I'm also a, an insomniac, mm-hmm. like horribly. Um, oh man, that's rough. Exactly. And the more anxiety I feel, the harder Oy. it is for me to sleep. And it's just, it was a bad, a bad time. So I went to... Student services? What's it called? Yeah, student services. Yeah, and was like, <laughs> help. Um, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't know that there were programs for someone like me who had a, a rough time. I kind of just thought we were on our own, and that's also part of why I'm doing Suck this. Suck it up. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and this is part, that's part of why I'm doing this, because I wish someone would have told me that if I had just gone and seen them earlier on, 
they would have helped me. Um, because I was already, one year in, I was so, I was done. Yeah. Um, and I've been done ever since, but they offered, because there are laws that require them to offer mental health um, services. Su- yeah, yeah, and support, support and that kind of stuff. And it's different for every place, but in Denmark, it's full on therapy. Um, I think there's a limit for how often you can do it, but mm-hmm. um, you, you can do it for at least for a while for free. And sometimes that's all you need. If you get it early enough, um, that's helpful. And because I've suffered from depression and, and have it on like my uh, my medical journal or yeah something like that, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they could, they actually, because we get paid to go to school in Denmark. We're very lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they also give me more money than I would have been you know, allowed to get, yeah, because they were like, you know, we can, we recognize that you're not able to work outside of school. So, you know, here you go. That was, I had to talk to a psychiatrist about that and, and he had to say that, you know what, this Mm -hmm. is, and uh, this is a real thing. Um, and they did, and I am now getting paid extra, (laughs) which is really, really nice because it takes a lot of, like before I would kind of rely on my dad a little bit and because we didn't have a great relationship, that would, that creates, that's extra stress, strain and yeah. And now because of that, I'm like, cause it's almost double. Like it's, it's quite a lot of, yeah. So because of that, I'm like, okay, I can actually be independent and I have money to like, if I want to go to the movies and just block out everything else, I can do that and not feel bad about it and not worry about what I'm going to eat the day after or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think amazing. here in the States, guys, it's um, you, there is a counselor and you do have to schedule it because there's, like you said, there's so many people on campus. Mm-hmm. Like yep. um, there are, I think, clubs and groups as well. So like support yep. groups. Mm-hmm. I don't know about financial help with that. That's something that we didn't really look into. There are some state programs. You will have to kind of look into Depending. your state yeah. situation, but I know in California, they we were just reading an article before we recorded that they just started a $50 million like state-funded mental health services for schools. I don't know if that's public schools or colleges or yeah, what. But, but these are the kinds of things that we should definitely be looking into. And don't feel like you can't go to school or get the career you want because you're like, I just have too much anxiety and I have too much depression. I can't do it all. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe you can get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of um, mental health services that are available at colleges, even if you're not going to the school. You Mm -hmm. can always go to them, go to their mental health department, and you can possibly, you know, schedule appointments through them. Mm -hmm. There are many, many options out there, which is, uh, thankfully, like, it's getting better. And don't let it stop you that Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I haven't heard about this, because they don't want to talk about it too loudly because it's very expensive to help someone even if it's just a little bit of counseling or something that's still going to draw on you know a limited amount of money that they have um so go and ask Mm -hmm. because they have to tell you if you're asking for it Mm -hmm. so go and ask (laughs) please ask i wish i'd done it sooner yeah, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, look into the look into the stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm glad that you said that. It's yeah. true. Like it might not be all over flyers or anything, and you might be like, "Oh, they probably don't." They yeah. might. You have no yeah. idea. Um, no, I was wanted to ask. So, uh, is the mental is it talked about more over there in Denmark, or do you feel like here it's different? Like, what's the ap- feeling? I mean, this is LA. 
and LA is very known for being pretty open. Yeah, pretty open about it. And same goes for Vancouver, where I've spent a lot of time. Denmark is a lot more, it's getting better. Mm -hmm. There is more focus on it, but generally it's not something that we talk about. And I've had people go like, ugh, <laughs> like when, like not literally, but like pulled tell. back a little bit. Yeah, we're like, I am not comfortable with this because I came back from Vancouver and was like, wow, maybe I should just talk about this stuff and like <laughs> everything will be better. Um, and then I told, like, I have amazing friends in Denmark who have been very supportive and just, you know, have, have made a big difference and was happy that I told them and I'm happy I told them but I've also had people who are like I can't deal with this and then just stop not stop talking to me necessarily but yeah pull back a little bit and I don't necessarily blame them for that because I do get that sometimes it's a lot um but I am also when I first started talking about it uh when I was diagnosed with severe depression a year ago I talked to someone, uh, to two different friends within a week of that on either side. And both, when I told them that, they were like, oh, but you're like, you're like the happiest person I know. <laughs> wow. And I'm like. That always gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I am, I smile a lot. I'm very bubbly. I can talk to literally anyone about anything for as long as need be. Um, that's always been one of my strengths and. I can hide how I feel really well, and uh, I tend to dissociate a lot. So if I'm really emotional, I'm on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So I go through the motions. I have the conversations. Um, Smile, laugh. Exactly, yeah. but I'm not really there. And I learned that through the counseling that the school gave me because he was like, are you really here right now? Because I was just kind of staring off into space mm. but talking, like, it wasn't really me I was talking about. And he suddenly were like, whoa. Yeah. And I couldn't. And he was like, how does your body feel? And I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, and that was kind of the way that I survived my childhood. Um, you had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Survival. Um, and that was, that was a big deal to me to finally realize that that's how I do that. That's why I have a hard time getting to what's actually wrong because I don't feel it. Mm. It's there and it hurts me and it makes it hard for me to get out of bed. But I also suffer from anxiety, (laughs) which causes me to not stay in bed because that gives me too much anxiety. (laughs) So I think also, honestly, that's probably what saved me and made me go to school because I could not, Not. I couldn't stay in bed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for talking with us about it all. It's like, I love hearing your perspective and how, You've come through it, and you're so strong for it all. Thank you. Well, you're yeah, going to make so. me cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's been amazing uh, talking with you over this last year, and you've just been through so much, and you continue to grow and get better every day, so. <laughs> you're yeah. going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you, and you've been a really big support to me. I, so, uh, we try. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it helps. <laughs> Honestly. But um, thank you so much again for coming. And as for us, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast. Uh, like our Facebook page. If you want to support us directly, visit our Patreon. Or if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. We appreciate you guys from listening. And um, again, thank you. Thanks and for as having me. <laughs> always, 
Don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just get over it. it.